0: Are you ready? Let's do this. Welcome back. You're listening to episode 80 of the Body Nerd Show. On today's episode, I'm going to be sharing how you can skip the overwhelm and figure out exactly where you should be focusing your body maintenance with the step-by-step squat assessment, plus the five body areas that when you focus on them are going to make the most difference for you. So last week on the show, I shared what it means to become a body detective and really what's possible for you when not only do you feel stronger, but have less pain and how those two are so closely related, but also what it means to have a better understanding of what to do when something comes up to really kind of, uh, you know, take the fear out of the equation when it comes to your body, because I feel like there is so much that we fear because every single sensation, I don't think I'm alone when you might be worried. Oh, my gosh, is this how it's going to be forever? And better understanding of your body is what helps to demystify it, just like anything else. The more you can learn about a certain topic, the more comfortable you can feel in it and around it, the more confident you feel about taking action and really understanding what's going on. And your body is no different because unlike, a, I should say a bunch of other topics, but unlike lots of other things, you can't just walk away from your body. You can't just ignore what's going on and hope that it'll go away. And while that sometimes works, it's not really a long-term strategy that is going to help you thrive and really enjoy life and live life to the fullest without pain. So this week, I wanted to share something actionable because I hear from y'all all all the time that you're overwhelmed when it comes to workouts and stretching. Where do I start? Which one is best? What should I do? How do I get my hips more flexible? How do I do this? How do I do that? So I'm going to walk you through a really straightforward squat assessment that you can do for yourself right now. And this is going to give you the information on where to start. Based on your squat assessment, you'll know exactly what to do and why you're doing it and be able to track your results by continuing to check in with your squat assessment. And so with that information, then you can take the first step. Now, the important part is that it's not one size fits all. What your body needs is different from what my body needs because of how we use our bodies, right? Injury history, posture, movement patterns, how you move about your day, how you hold your body most of the day. It's different from person to person, which is why it is better for me to teach you how to do it for yourself than to just give you this amazing hamstring workout because it's it's not going to work for everybody. It's not going to be the same. And there's a reason why your knees might be hurting in workouts or your shoulders are bugging you after you do planks. But the great thing about the squat assessment is it's going to give you an idea of what to focus on and where to spend most of your time. So if you are feeling like you're just spinning your wheels and you just nothing is working and nothing is sticking or you're just making like super, super incremental changes and you really want to just be done with this, right, and get on to the part where you're feeling better and feeling stronger, the squat assessment is going to help. And if you're like, oh, no, no, like I don't have something that hurts all the time, you know, it's just like that one time I did the thing and then it hurts. This is going to help with that, too. Uh, We really need to start thinking of pain, not just as the end of the journey and now you're stuck with it, but as more of a road marker or a warning light that something is going on. Pain is sort of like the indicator on your dashboard that is letting you know that there is something that isn't as it should be and that minor adjustments can be made. And I think we pay so much closer attention to our dashboard in our car, maybe not so much now after six months of sheltering in place, but, you know, we pay attention to those car engine lights and we go and get that fixed because we're like, man, I know that this repair is going to be so much more expensive and so much more, you know, costly in time and money if I don't take care of it now. So let me just handle it. But in our bodies, we're like, no, it's all right. Yeah, it's going to go away. Oh, I just won't do that anymore. And so with the squat assessment, that is what I want to shift for you today. That feeling that you need to wait, that feeling that this is it, and to give you a tool so that you know what to do and you can start making the change so that you can enjoy life without pain, so that you can move better and feel better and get stronger and just go out and live your life. And now you still might be wondering, well, Alex, why can't you just give me the most amazing hamstring stretch like ever or the hip strengthener to end all hip strengthening? Because none of that matters if your mechanics are off. So, again, back to the car analogy, because I do think we take better care of our cars than we do of our body. Uh, The front end of your car right? If it is out of alignment, your tires are going to start to wear unevenly and you have the choice. You can just keep replacing tires at you know, a faster rate than you would otherwise, or you could just get your front end realigned and then everything works better, right? It is functioning more efficiently and harmoniously, which saves you time and money in the long run. Mechanics and your body are no different, and this isn't to say that there's, you know, one right way to do every single thing, but there is a way that is the most efficient, which means that it's the least taxing energetically for your body. So biomechanics and physics are a thing. We can't ignore them. There is a way, um, you know, that loads your tissues and asks your muscles and fascia to work in the most efficient and energetically efficient way possible. But your brain will always get you from point A to point B, no matter what it costs. That's one of the cool things about being a human. Uh, We also have a lot of redundancies. So the chances of you not being able to use your shoulder Just because one muscle is injured or has pain is not that likely, right? Our bodies were designed so that you can keep moving and keep throwing things and hunting things because our survival depends on it. So in this scenario where your brain gets you from point A to point B and it's a hot mess express, right, you're not gonna fall flat on your face, but pain is usually the result, right? Let's say you go out on your first run in a long time and then all of a sudden your knees and your back and your feet hurt. The problem isn't running, it's probably the mechanics of running. And still, the squat assessment is going to give you, again, the information as to where should I be focusing and what should I be working on for what reason for you specifically. And I'm not trying to throw running under the bus. I just saw this post on social media too of someone totally blaming this one specific exercise on destroying their shoulder, you know, oh, I know with 100% certainty that it was this exercise that messed up my shoulder. And that's just that's not true. That's that's not how it works. You know, yes, there are freak accidents where something happens and you, you know, have an injury because of it. But it wasn't that one time. So for example, when I dislocated my bicep tendons, I actually sublux, which means they slid out of their groove and then snapped back. And then once that had happened, they did it way more often. And my shoulders were super, super irritated. And I know exactly when that first injury happened. I was doing a boot camp class and we had been doing bicep curls. And then we went straight to a bench press laying down on the ground and pushing the weights up to the ceiling. And there was this huge thunk and I was like, oh, hmm. That probably wasn't good. Now, I could say that it was that, you know, bench press that messed it up. um, And that's not true. It's the fact that I didn't know proper mechanics. And so my shoulder was already more uh, more susceptible to injury uh, because the mechanics weren't there. Like the stability was already kind of wobbly because my brain, my body didn't know how to stabilize my shoulders. So it could have been that bench press. It would have been another one. It was bound to happen at any time because the underlying mechanics were missing. Now, that's not to say, you know, let's say you're playing a sport or you're running and you trip or, you know, something like that. Like, again, freak accidents happen, but a majority of the time, the injuries that we have are avoidable and not just preventable, but also you can reverse what's going on and get yourself back to a place where you're moving better and feeling better so that you can get stronger and keep working on your flexibility. What would it feel like to know exactly what to do to take care of your body? To know that every exercise was actually helping you get stronger instead of being a total waste of time. And imagine not being afraid of pain because you know exactly how to maintain your body and how to take care of any type of soreness, tension, or pain. Movement Mavens is one of the most comprehensive step-by-step programs that'll actually teach you body maintenance and movement mastery so you can continue to build sustainable strength and get rid of pain no matter what comes up. Our community is filled with movement-minded women who are committed to taking back control of their body and their health. With customized wellness plans, a growing video library, and monthly coaching, you'll know what to do so that you can keep running faster, hit PRs, recover more effectively, and feel amazing every day. I'm opening up the doors soon for a limited time But if you're on the waitlist, you'll be the first to know. So grab your spot on the waitlist and learn more about Movement Mavens at aewellness.com slash mavens. That's aewellness.com slash M-A-V-E-N-S. So why are we using a squat for our assessment? Well, the squat is one of the big three inside Movement Mavens. And the big three are the three foundational movements that once you've mastered them will make all movement infinitely easier. Now, if you know Samin Nosrat and her amazing Netflix show and cookbook, Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat, and you've watched those, she talks about how salt, fat, acid, heat are the fundamentals of good cooking and good food. And if you master those, you're a boss in the kitchen. And honestly, her whole chapter on salt and how to salt and when to salt has changed my meals. And I am eternally grateful for her, as is my husband, because our food is so much better now. So I tell you that because the big three are the same. These are the foundational elements of good movement. Master these and you can walk into any room, any class, any live stream, whatever, and know that you know enough and how to keep yourself safe. You know how to move in a way that is going to ensure that your body is injury proof. And we can't rely on an instructor to be able to watch our bodies at every given time. Um, Even if you're working with somebody one on one, if they don't understand biomechanics and physics and how to see that in your body, um, they're not gonna be able to catch it. You're the best person because it's not just about the one hour a day that you're working out, but the 24 hours a day that you are living and breathing and moving in your body. So here is how you do the step-by-step squat assessment. First of all, film yourself or have somebody else film you doing a squat. That's it. No, I'm just kidding. There is way more to it. We're going to just talk about it. But honestly, that is the first step. You want to be sure that you can see your entire body from the top of your head to your feet and what your feet are doing. And you want to get a few different angles. So from the front and definitely from the side, maybe both sides, if you can, that is the keys to have those multiple angles. So the reason why I film it rather than just watching you do it is because when you film it, you can slow it down. You can go frame by frame and see, okay, what's happening here? What's going on? What's changing? And it'll give you a better review of it than if you were just to be staring at somebody doing a squat. Now, here's what I want you to look for in your squat. And I also, I didn't tell you how to squat properly, right? This isn't about fixing your squat and then following a formula. This is about what does your squat look like right now without any additional help and then going from there. So let's start from the ground up. Let's look at your feet. Where you want your feet to be is about shoulder width distance apart. And you want your feet to be pointing forward ish. Uh, Now, what does that mean? Well, they don't have to be like railroad track forward, but they can be turned out a teensy tiny bit. uh, But you don't want one turned out more than the other or both feet turned out a ton. You want them pointing mostly forward. And the other thing to look at is what are your feet and ankles doing while you squat? If you feel the most resistance in your calves as you're squatting down, if it feels like your calves are kind of putting the brakes on it, then that's a good sign. Hey, maybe I should go start to focus on my calves and work on strengthening and working on flexibility for your calves. So that's the first thing is just what's going on my feet. What do I feel? And then that becomes what you focus on with your body maintenance you see how that's done. So also with the feet, right, we're looking at are the calves being the breaks to this movement? um, Or are your feet kind of wobbling all over the place? So something I often see uh, is that the arches are either collapsing. So if you look at the arch of your foot, and if it goes a little bit flat, when you squat, or you see that the feet are either rolling out or rolling in, Is a good indication that your foot needs a little bit of TLC and specifically working on foot stability. We have a video inside Movement Mavens called the isometric arch flex, which is how to engage your foot. I'm doing it right now Um, in the same way that you would brace your spine or activate your abs before you did some sort of core or lifting move. So if your feet are wobbling all over the place, it's time to do some barefoot strength training, which don't worry, it's going to go along with what you're working on in your calves already and work on strengthening the intrinsic muscles of your foot or the muscles that are just within your foot. So the muscles that help to support your arch, the muscles that help to stabilize your ankle, all of those can be strengthened by doing different types of standing balance work. Now, I hope that you also notice that I didn't say you should stretch your calves If they're stopping you at this point, 80 episodes in, you probably should know that while I do stretch occasionally, it's not the fix that we think it is. Stretching doesn't do anything to retrain your body. And if you want to have feet and ankles that are strong, that are able to support you, whether you're just walking down the street or doing a squat, you're going to need to do more than stretching. You're going to have to retrain your nervous system and your muscular system on how to move better in harmony and more synchronized. And the only way to do that is to practice strengthening to practice mobility, um, and to have a body maintenance plan that addresses all of those things. Now, could there be an infinite number of other things going on in your feet? Yes, probably so. But I think those are the two biggest things to pay attention to. So let's move up a little bit to the knees. And as you're squatting, I want you to watch what your knees are doing. So specifically, you want to be sure that your knees are not moving first. Now, if you're listening to this, you're going to uh, have the advantage. So when you do your recording of the squat, I want you to do it two ways. I want you to just squat. And then I want you to do it knowing all of the things that I'm talking about right now. I realize I'm giving you all the answers before you do it, but that's fine. So you don't want your knees to move forward first. So if when you start squatting, and this is where I really go down frame by frame to just see, okay, what is moving first? A common fall is that the knees come forward first, and then the hips start to go back. And the reason for that is, again, mechanics. This is how it works. We can't argue with these physics principles. The joint that moves first is going to do the most amount of work. So the joint that moves first is loaded the most. Now, look at your knees and look at your hips and think of the muscles that surround both of those joints. Which one is bigger? Your knees aren't meant to take all of that weight in a squat. Hips and hamstrings are really designed to bear all of that effort. And for the most part, we don't use them. Now, this isn't to say that a, you know, knee-focused squat, it's called the sissy squat, that you should never, ever do that. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying you need to know how to do a squat properly. And again, we're using the squat as our assessment. So you want to be sure that your knees are not moving first, and you also are paying attention to what your knees are doing. Where are they tracking? Where are they going? If they are wobbling all over the place, then some knee strength, specifically for your quads. Um, I know people think that stretching the quads is going to be super, super helpful, and so you're probably stretching your quads a ton, but actually strengthening your quads is going to be very, very helpful, especially if you have knee pain or wobbly knees. So the other cause of wobbly knees, this is the very highly technical term, but would be hip stability. So working on your hip strength and making sure that your hip musculature is strong enough and coordinated enough to better stabilize your knees is going to be super, super helpful. So the fix for your knees is sort of the fix for your hips as well. Think of the knees as like the middle child between your feet and ankles and your hips. So whatever's going on at the knees is probably coming from your hips or your ankles. So they are connected. So, moving up to the hips, again, we want the hips to move first, and they go back as if you're about to sit down on a chair, rather than your knees coming forward. Um, and so, if you see that your knees are coming forward, one of the things that you might incorporate into your body maintenance plan is to just practice proper squatting mechanics and practice squat mechanics all throughout your day. Anytime you go to pick up the pet bowl or the pet dish off the floor, right? Can you do it in a squat shape and practice that again and again and again. Because the sooner that that becomes your habit, and the sooner that that becomes your default movement pattern, the less likely it is that you're going to move in some weird way that's going to create that front end misalignment that we talked about. So again, this isn't just you know, constrained to what happens in your workouts. This is whole life, right? This is how you move throughout your day. And just thinking of movement as a thing that happens rather than keeping it just to that, like 90 minutes of exercise. Wait, who am I, Who is exercising for 90 minutes? That's total lie. If I can get in and out of my garage in 45 minutes, that is a win in my book. I don't even know what came over me. I'm so sorry. <laughs> So the other thing to look at in your hips is how far you're going down. So remember I said if your calves feel like they're stopping you, you can start to work on your calves. But sometimes it's the hips that we just don't have the hamstring flexibility to go further down in our squat. Now, getting your butt all the way to your heels is not necessarily the goal with the squat. But ideally, if you can get to your knees, that would be great. If you can get to even lower and just hang out, that's even more awesome. But whereas, you feel like you're being stopped, like whatever body area is putting the brakes on, that's a good indication that, cool, let me work there on strength. Let me work there on mobility, and I'm going to see flexibility increase as I continue to work on that spot. So those are your fixes for lower body, right? We're looking at feet, we're looking at knees, we're looking at hips, making sure that hips are moving first and then working on strengthening through the arches, the ankles, even the quads or anything else that might be feeling like it's stopping you in your squat. But that's not all. There's more, right? Let's go a little bit higher up into your lower back. So, what I really want you to look at as you're squatting down, and this is, there's so many things to look at, right? Again, this is why we filmed it so we can slow it down frame by frame, step by step. In your lower back, ideally, you want your spine to stay in neutral. So what does neutral mean? It's the little bit of arching that exists in your lower back, uh, but you want to be sure that you stabilize it. So you want to be sure that that little bit of arching stays just a little bit. Oftentimes when we squat, we get this huge deep arch in our lower back, which is a good indication that our core doesn't know how to stabilize our back. So if that's happening for you, core work is probably going to be on your body maintenance plan. So core work, things like practicing in neutral spine, uh, practicing, you know, doing different leg movements and arm movements while stabilizing through your spine. And remember, this isn't just about your exercise, right? This is about your movement throughout your day and throughout your life as well. So for me, that means trying to be in my best posture, especially when I'm moving. Um, And anytime I have an opportunity to work on core strength, um, I'm making sure I'm doing it in neutral. So I just posted this on my Instagram about ab work. Uh, There's often the cue like, oh, press your lower back down. And that's the only way you should do ab work, which isn't actually neutral spine ab work. And I'm going to do a whole episode on this. Um, But all of that is to say, if your lower back is wobbling, work on neutral spine and keeping your low back stabilized while you're moving as part of your core work in your body maintenance plan. Now, if your back is just completely locked up, which is also common, I have seen this before, where one of my clients, their lower back was just so stiff that there was no motion whatsoever. And so if your lower back is super stiff, then you do want to work on mobility and using a tool like therapy balls or some other body work tool to get in there and help to free up some of that stiffness while pairing that with the stability work because you can't skip the stability work there's just no way around it. You're going to have to do stability work forever because it's just so important. It's just, it's what we practice. Um, you know, I think back to the kitchen cause like all of us have to eat. We might not all cook, but you know, we all have eaten at some point, but like, you're always practicing better knife skills, right? There's no point in which I'm like, cool, I've chopped, you know, 50 trillion onions. I never have to cut an onion again. If I want to eat and I want to put onions in it, I'll be chopping an onion, right? So sometimes there are these just fundamentals that we can keep practicing and keep getting better at because you're going to keep doing them. And if you can't tell, I am hungry, which is why there have been so many food uh, metaphors today. My apologies. All right. So we've talked lower back. We've talked hips, knees, and feet. The last body area I want you to pay attention to is what your neck is doing and specifically where your eyes are looking as you squat down. So if as you squat, you keep looking up and then there's this deep arch in your neck as your head is looking up, that's a good place to work. So this is more of a motor control kind of thing. You want to keep your entire spine, including your neck, so head to tail, all in one line even as you're squatting. Now, when people do deadlifts or squats, oftentimes I see them keep their eyes looking up. And then, like I said, you get this deep arch in your neck. And the problem with that is that your nervous system, right? Your spinal cord is traveling through your spine. And when there is that little bit of like almost like a kink in the hose at that one level, it makes it so much more challenging for your entire body to create that spinal stability because the hose isn't straight. Now, this isn't to say that your spine has to be totally straight. You know, there are some, you know, curves we talked about the lower back curve that need to be there anyways. But you want to be sure that your whole spine is in its most neutral position. And this includes your neck. So if your head's going all over the place, um, where you see one shoulder kind of hiking up or something like that, that's a good indication that that's a place to look at. Now, if you're like, wait a minute, what about like my neck pain and my shoulder pain? That would be the overhead reach, which is another part of the big three. But I think at this point, you have more than enough to start to work on. And that's going to give you a good foundation to take the next step. Remember, today's episode is not about overwhelming you. I want to empower you with the tools so you feel confident to take that next step. So the next step is this. Film your squat take a look. What do you see? And then that is what you start working on. And this is exactly what I teach inside of Movement Mavens is how to master movement and use movement as a diagnostic so you know exactly what to do and why you're doing it specifically for your body. And this is different than just trying all the things and hoping that something is actually going to stick. So just imagine the difference it makes to have a body maintenance plan that's custom tailored to you and having workouts that are based on biomechanics, not fads that just destroy your body in the first round, but science backed principles that build strength and improve flexibility so that you don't have to worry about injuries. Sounds pretty sweet, right? And it's totally, totally possible. If you are listening to this episode, when it comes out, which is September 17th, 2020, Movement Mavens is opening September 19th. Um, Enrollment will be open. This will be the last time it is open for 2020. So if you are like, wait, but my neck and shoulders hurt, or wait, let me try this squat assessment and see what I see, and you want that additional support and accountability and help on your journey to becoming a body detective, on over, check us out, come hang out aewellnesscom slash mavens. And let's make this year the year that you uh, feel super empowered in your body and you feel stronger and you feel more flexible and you can move better and you feel better so that you can enjoy your life. Now, next week, I'll be sharing the blueprint. So we've talked about what's possible. Today, I shared the first step, which again, you 100% need to try and report back to me, please do. And so next week, I'll share the six steps to building sustainable strength. And so this is like the overarching view of the things to be focusing on to keep chipping away and get to better strength, better flexibility, and way less pain every day, no matter what. So make sure to tune in. Make sure if you found this episode helpful. Again, you have to do the squat assessment and keep me posted how it goes. Just send me a little message you can hit me up on Instagram. I'm at Famala, Or you can call the Body Nerd Hotline at 818-396-6501. Leave me a quick voicemail. Or just share this episode with somebody who also wants to feel as young as they do in their head or who wants to enjoy life and do more things and not have to feel like you're giving stuff up because your body is falling apart. So... Before I go, I want to remind you that show notes, fun links, free downloads, the Body Nerds Group, and everything else lives over at aewellness.com slash podcast. And thank you for taking the time to listen today. I hope that you got some fun movement in, or at least you have something planned. And please let that be your squat assessment and definitely keep me posted. Now, if you enjoyed this week's episode, make sure you hit that subscribe button or head on over to whatever platform you are listening to this show on and leave a review. I super, super appreciate all of you who have taken the time to do that or just share it with someone who needs to hear it today. So here's asking better questions, moving more, squatting like a boss, and getting nerdy. And thank you for helping me spread the word that your body is super cool and that you, my friend, can change the unchangeable. I'll talk to you next week.